When I was young, I used to bump crossroads at the intersection. Similarly, syllables rip them faster than a millisecond. Opposite of the pulling guard, hit them with the misdirection. These rappers sting somebody, get them a fresh breath. Man. These boys, rookies like orientation with 10 freshmen. Spitting whack written, good riddance, that's a death sentence. Defend the throne, pull a model with the interception. Gun laws non-existent, unlimited Smith and West. I put on for my poly people across the globe A small number, but we worth more than a pot of gold My first love was a cush blunt and an optimo Until I met my baby, I told Jane, you gotta go Grow from sea, flow poetry, family straight Never catch me with a groupie hoe, that's a sad mistake Hit the studio, late music real people can relate to No matter how good you do, some people still gon' hate you Stay faithful, this is fate, I was born in Mason Captain of your own ship What's up everyone and welcome back to the 2 on 1 A fantasy sports podcast I'm your commish, Tommy Mo, And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at two on one FFB. And today I'm bringing you another off season podcast presented by the undroppables network of podcasts and brought to you by analystdepot.com. They are making fantasy analysis easy with all the tools you need to create custom player rankings and player data, all with the help of projection AI. So on today's show, we're going to talk to talk about rookie prospects like we have been all off season but specifically analyzing rookie prospects using analytics. And if you listened to this show before, you know I'm a big film guy. That's what I know. I know how to turn on the film, watch tape. That's what I do. I'm not a numbers cruncher guy, but I'm trying to get better. And I'm trying to bring you resources and people to help you get better. Also using AnalystDepot.com, another resource to help you get better analytics to make your process better. So... Joining me today are two hosts of the best analytics gurus in the game who are brought here to school us all up on why analytic models can make a better predictors for finding fantasy studs. So first up is one of the rising stars in the community who combines his analytical background, quick wit, to make some amazing fantasy football content. He's the co-host of the Bunk, Bunk Bed Breakdown Show on YouTube and the leader of the Fantasy Football Wolfpack, his new Patreon page. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Me Up. What's up, Mike Lou? Welcome what's to the two on one. What's up, brother? What's Thanks going me, on? Uh, on the show? Uh, we've gone back and forth now a few times, so it's good to chop it up with you live. Yeah, fellow man. fellow Californian, West Coast, best coast. Let's get oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I love that. Uh, yeah, once I found out your city, I was like, oh, he's a West Coast guy. Like I like him even more. I already liked uh, seeing all your all your tweets. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your content's fire, man. Yeah. The show is really great. Um, sure. What's up with the new the new Patreon page? How's that uh, working out, dude? It's bumping, man. I uh, I didn't really think it would get this big. If I was being honest, you know, when I launched, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get like you know 30, 40, 50 people yeah. chop it up with me. And it'll be a good time. And you know, we're at uh, two hundred twenty now. I think we have about two hundred wow. something in the Discord. Yes. Uh, I launched it. You know, I guess uh, almost two months ago now, in the beginning of March. So, you know, it's, it's awesome. You know, what I really like about it, though, is, you know, there's no bullshit in there. You know, we get, get yeah. away from the toxic nature of Twitter and people get into just good old fashioned football debates, man. Nobody insults one another and, you know, people are building each other. I know some some cool guys in there. Shout out to a couple of uh, my Patreon members got four shot in there who, 
you know, took my ranks and then tried to build that into like a like a trade value spreadsheet and someone else built on top of that. Yes. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that going on. So I'm I'm super happy uh with it. You know, I'm I'm happy I started it and you know, happy to be still part of the under the BDG umbrella and but just rocking like a different flavor as a dynasty. So it's been a good ride. That's right. That's super cool. And then um yeah, how long has that show been going on for uh you two, the bunk bed breakdowns? Um gosh, well, is it almost two years now? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we started in January of uh, since pre-pandemic, right? So, so yeah. almost like two years now. I start. We started that together. We have like I don't know, a couple, uh, maybe a hundred something episodes on there. Noah, uh, who's my co-host, uh, we actually stopped doing the the combined show. We started just doing like solo stuff because Noah okay. is like killing the NBA Top Shots content, nice. and he's putting out like really really dope to like short form uh, videos. And then you know I'm focusing on the Market Watch Monday segment, which I started like you know probably like halfway through it i'm on like episode like 40 or 40 something like that so you know it's been a it's been a good ride so that's almost coming up on a year now so i'm Very excited cool. to kind of get that going so if you know there are people out there for some reason that you know might not follow you don't know you um don't know your background but you know one thing that i've been doing with all my guests that have come on that big been big film writers is you know trying to provide some of their background so people understand like this is why actually you should listen to this guy talk you know should listen to him uh when it comes to uh watching tape you know because there's so many people that say they watch tape right but like who do you really want to watch um but for the analytics side like again for people that don't know you um what's your background that that brings your point of view um to your analytical models or you know how you're evaluating these uh these prospects yeah, I mean, I come from a background in finance. So, you know, I started off my career as a as an accountant, like auditor, and then I moved into becoming an investment banker. Uh, so I did like worked on M&A deals uh, for, you know, close to a decade across a couple of different banks. And then from there, I went to like a couple of startup companies, you know, I work at a startup now in their finance department. So I've always been like kind of like a numbers guy, you know, I graduated yeah. with a math degree, uh, undergrad in math at University of Waterloo. Shout out to my Canadian homies right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've always been numbers buffet focused, man. So, you know, playing up to that Asian stereotype, you know, we're nerds. <laughs> so that's kind of how I always approach things. I always approach it from like a very analytical numbers based uh, frame of thinking. So kind of just brought that same mentality over to fantasy. And I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even consider myself a true analytical guy because like yeah. i'm not i'm not really a galaxy brain you know i'm not one of these guys that are building our models and running regressions all this shit i, I would well, what i am good i mean i'm not even as like fractionally as smart as peter howdy but uh what i am good at is like siphoning through all the data mm-hmm. and looking at stuff and figuring out what matters and identifying trends that i think matter and then you know that kind of helps me stay a little bit ahead of the game in terms of forecasting future trends and you know yeah. strategies and applying the game theory aspect to fantasy football which is mostly what i do right on yeah that's that, that's why i love interacting with you too because i know um I could just like ask you, hey man, what does this mean? You know, like what are, what are these numbers meaning? You know, and, and you have a great way of breaking it down um, in a, a very layman's terms type of way that makes it just easy for people to understand. Because I mean, like anything, you can have the best analytics uh, research, you know, uh, takes in the world, but if you can't deliver the message, people don't understand you are understanding what you're saying. Then like, what's the point, right? Yeah, exactly. So speaking of one of those great analytical minds, the the brains out there that are running great. Uh, our regression uh, models um, making us all just put to shame when it comes to number crunching um, is one of the OGs in the analytics game. He's the host of the Dynasty Crossroads podcast, a senior writer for DLF, and also fan- has a fantastic Patreon and YouTube channel himself. You may know him on Twitter as Pa 
Howdy. What's up, Peter Howard? Welcome to the two on one. Oh, you're muted. There you go. What's up, buddy? I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lot to deal with there. There's Michael uh, trying to trying to win arguments by default by saying, obviously, he's so much smarter. So you know, lowering the bar, so he basically <laughs> can say anything and make it sound great. And then there's you calling me an OG, which you know, I, I've got to go get a tattoo yeah. now. Apparently, like I need that. <laughs> I'm an OG in something. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm from Long Beach, so you know, we we don't give that title out lightly. But you <laughs> qualify as OG. No, I, I get it, man. I'm uh, honored. I appreciate. <laughs> that um but yeah yeah i'm here how you doing <laughs> thanks for asking me <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much for joining me i know you were streaming earlier uh, so i appreciate you uh taking time out of your schedule today to come talk to me and uh mike lou as well to you know like i said school us up us, us film grinders us tape uh and uh you know we we think we know what we're talking about that's always the tape versus uh, analytics uh, beef on twitter um, but you know, as one of the great analytics minds in the game, but also a fantastic follow, uh, and, and person to interact with on Twitter. Um, you know, Peter, why, if, for those that don't know you, what, you know, what's your background in analytics and why, uh, do you have such a great mind for, for fantasy football? Uh, don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't have a great mind for it. Um, my background in it. Uh, this is going this is going great don't you think i'm doing really well <laughs> smooth no um sorry i got uh literally just as we came on my wife was like i'm feeling really sick by the way I'm like, okay i'll just uh so i got that in my mind but um i hey, really don't same, have a similar situation over here buddy sorry but um <laughs> I really don't have a background in analytics and I try to tell everyone that as much as I can, as well as the fact I'm definitely not smart. Like I get the accent confuses some people, but like <laughs> just, just a guy who plays fantasy football and wanted to do a little better, bit better. And since I come from a background where like literally didn't play the sport and also having watched and played sport a lot, a little bit at least, like, I don't think I see or notice things that are distinct or understand it when I watch it better than other people. And so I was just looking for a quick way in to try and understand what the game was and trying to find an edge, trying to find a way of beating my friends. That was it. Yeah. And so numbers were just a more natural is a weird word, but path to that. Because I literally, like, I, did, I didn't know, is 100 receiving yards good in a, in a game or a year? Like I didn't know, so I was just looking for a basic understanding of it, and so I just came at it from that angle. I'd never even played fantasy before, and it just kind of started spiraling. Uh, increasingly, uh, you have to the more data you uh, accrue, the more you have to uh, accrue. Uh, that's a weird word to use, but there it is. I just you kept you keep needing more to answer your questions, yeah. and uh, eventually, some guys on a podcast like he's a genius. Obviously, I'm like, huh. <laughs> I just, I just keep I keep needing more stuff to answer different questions, <laughs> and that's really that's really how I ended up here. Like I wanted to know, like it seems real basic to me. Like what have players done before they did something else? Because it's yeah. not like I can predict the future, but like I can know what's happened in the past, and that gives me some guide to knowing what might happen more often in the future. And um, the, the minute you start tracking, like, receiving yards, people are like, ah, no, 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 it's about Dominator. How do you calculate that? Well, you need touchdowns. Okay, I guess I better go get some touchdowns. But then what do you do with that? So you have to go find the formula and then figure out how to calculate stuff. And then um, it, it just kind of spirals. That That's that's yeah. the, 
that, that basically uh, I fell down a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah, I just fell down a rabbit hole, and people keep asking me uh, questions. I'm like, uh, so I <laughs> go and look up the answer. And um, so yeah, that's me. I, I just lost mostly most of the time, and I think I come <laughs> across that way pretty effectively, right? <laughs> Well, you're you're doing a great job again on uh, Twitter and the fantasy football community. That I'll, I mean, a lot of it is in uh, America, where as you know, you really just need an accent, and we think you're a genius uh, because it's different than how we sound. So well, I think um, how smart you all sound to me, man. Like, you all got a different accent. <laughs> But I love that it's it's you know um, you modestly put it you know how it grew out of a need for you to just get, find a way to get better and it just grew and grew and grew because I feel like that is more uh, on, on the average uh, players like side of things how a lot of us just grew in the community and the industry or just even just doing our own stuff uh, with fancy football was our own need to try to win and try to get better. Um, I think the best of us, right? That I mean, yeah. You can have other cores and other motivations, but I personally find those people more fun because they're, they're going through the same thing. You know, it's like I'm not right. a genius. I'm definitely not trying to prove I'm a genius or, or break sports or get popular and definitely not making any money, but I do want to own my friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think, yes, I think we all have similar motivations, so we, we understand each other. You know? Yeah, I know for me, Twitter was a place to go and, uh, get an edge on on my on my league mates uh, in my home league you know that they weren't on twitter yet they weren't yeah. getting the same information you know and now now that i've i don't know been on there for a while you know and have some following uh you know they're they're now i'm losing that edge you know that's what you you put out that information right, right. and you want to share it and now you're losing the edge that you came here to get but I mean, it's all part I, of the game. And I tell you, that's a, that's kind of a problem because I, I joined a really interesting lead format. I was just interested. John Bosch is running it, so I shouldn't have signed up. I shouldn't have signed up. It's always <laughs> too much work. But um, we're we're in the chat, and I'm like, hey, did everyone notice this? And someone was like, shh, like for real, shh. <laughs> I was like, oh, all the shark is gone at a certain point because you're just used to going, hey, look, at this, this is really interesting. Everyone see this over here? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> I have no shark left. I'm all content creator now. It's just, I don't know. It's yeah. a game of fun in its own right. Did anyone notice that uh, receiving work or rushing work for quarterbacks is really important? And then, you know, five years down the line, we're drafting all rushing quarterbacks in the top six. And everyone's yep. like, damn it. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> Your shark just kind of disappears at a certain point. Uh, with content creation <laughs> yeah and now konami quarterback is you know uh, every day uh you know everyone knows that term now you know everyone knows what you're talking about when you're saying konami yeah. they know what you're going for and yeah it's affecting the rankings you see the top quarterbacks and they're all running quarterbacks and you know why is one reason that mac jones you know isn't a top three because he's slow and he's not going to run like that's just the easiest answer out there um because it's become such a thing that you got to run but yeah it, it's funny how the more information like anything um, the more information that's out there, the the more edge you need to to you know try to find an edge somewhere. And so that's why again I wanted to bring you guys on here to talk analytics and help us find an edge. Uh, you know, guys that are not as smart as you guys and uh, definitely don't know how to either look at the numbers or manipulate the numbers to find what the answers uh, that we're looking for. But um, you know, overall, why? Um, you know, you kind of said it both with your background, like what draws you more to towards analytics, but how has it helped you uh, been successful uh, in the fantasy football industry uh, or even just beating your league mates? Um, is it um, do you find your process has really been that refined over the years that it's 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 nailed down? You know what you're doing. 
Um, you just need to change the numbers each year with uh, with new data that comes in. I mean, I can't speak for Peter, uh, but uh, can, I, if I you can, want to, bro, I can I'm say that <laughs> I can say that my process definitely isn't you know perfect or anything. You know, every year I play, I find something else that I can do. Um, and you know, I don't really just approach it from a number perspective. Like, you know, we have, we go back and forth film versus analytics all the time. And it's a pretty silly debate because at the end of the day, you ideally you want to use both, but you know, I'll put it this way. I think the barrier to entry for someone wanting to learn the, the analytics and number side is super, super low because of someone like Peter, he's got like mm -hmm. tutorials on YouTube. He's got, you know, live streams where it literally teaches you how to do this stuff. And it's not fucking rocket science, right? It's, it's sorry, it's part of my French. Uh, it's not rocket no. science <laughs> and you know, you can do it like anyone can do it. Right. But with film, it's like one, there's two, there's two major barriers, right? One is all 22 film and you know, people hold on to that shit like tighter than their family jewels and all these yep. guys aren't, aren't even willing to share it. Right. Whereas you look at the analyst community, we're constantly sharing everything. Peter sharing right. spreadsheets. Everyone's sharing everything because you know the more you share, the more smart people out there look at it and pull coals in your arguments. Whereas, like, I feel like the film side is like, ah, I'm going to hold the all 22 film. It's like, it's like my, yeah. you know, it's my secret sauce, right? So that's right. one barrier to entry. Two is like, I don't fucking understand any of that stuff. Like, I, I could watch <laughs> it for three hours and it wouldn't matter because I can't do any of it. And then the last barrier to entry is like, you got to spend hours and hours and hours and hours grinding film. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to do good on the analytics side, you still got to put in the hours. Like, look at look at Peter, right? Look at myself. We're always constantly grinding. I used to look like right? a human. <laughs> yeah, we're always <laughs> constantly grinding. Right? But if you spend the time, you can get there. And, and I think that's at the end of the day what it comes down to and why I feel like numbers is advancing so much faster than film is because there's so many more people doing it. And it's so easy, easily to pick up that, you know, it's just, it's just naturally going to get better. And until film gets more open and more... You know, transparent with everything. I think that's that's the drawback uh, with yeah. I I I I I would echo what Michael said because he's smarter than me in every way. <laughs> and um, no, also I I would add like I know if it's just me, but like I've never watched a college or an NFL player play and not gone wow. <laughs> like they're all amazingly they're all talented amazing. compared. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I guess again, where I'm just. Uh, my my point of reference is, is off uh, mm -hmm. when I watch something. The only thing I think we all do this, like a, amount of money or a distance is hard to comprehend unless you have something to relate it to. So like how many football right. fields is that? Or how many walks down the driveway? So like a million miles doesn't mean anything to me, but 50 seems kind of a lot, you know? <laughs> and, and so when I watch college players play, or obviously I don't watch, or NFL stuff, players play my only frames of reference is how does a human being do that thing like every I've, like the worst college player impresses the crap out of me <laughs> and or like cole beasley's you seen him dunk a basketball i didn't think he was could do that yeah. from the, the distance <laughs> and so like just because i'm bad again i think some people are better or worse than it and you can practice anything to get better at it but um i think my innate point of reference just means i can't it all looks good, man. I've watched yeah. Philip Dorsett tape and gone, that guy's going to hit. <laughs> like, there's right. no way. Because, you know, he's really fast. <laughs> right. So do you find uh, the analytics then, the, the numbers help temper um, or give you more a better frame of reference? Well, they're um, cold and I'm feeling much yeah. like me. So I think we have a, a relationship. <laughs> but, but no, that's the thing with analytics. Because I don't have a background. And, I, and again, it's something you can store up. But I'm, I'm a quick, easy, lazy guy. And with numbers, you can collect a bunch. Yeah. And then you can write a little thing, which is just basically um, – 
in Excel, it's wonderful because it's basically if you did any kind of algebra in school, it's the exact same format. And you say, what is the average for this type of player? And it pulls it up and you're like, oh, that's hot. That's a, that's that number's higher than that number. That's good. But without like a background in like Michael was saying, having ground actual tape and not YouTube highlights or just watch right. the games you are interested in, like your point of reference needs to be fleshed out there. And um, that, that's, I think, part of what, uh, like, Jake, who used to be my co-host before he literally yeah. quit fantasy football to get away from me. Um, <laughs> I'm really annoying to take grinders, I think. And he just had experience and had done the work. And so when he watched a player play, and he couldn't always articulate it, but he could tell me that is better than you would normally see. Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, that's neat. I go, cool. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it, but I trust that you have done that work, if you know what I mean. Right. Which I thought made it a fantastic podcast uh, to have, you know, a pod have both takes on both sides um, and, and from two people that are great uh, at expressing, you know, th those takes in a really easily uh, digestible way. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's I, gone I, downhill I, since he left. I hear you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> It was my audition. You know, I was just saying, you, know, you need another film grinder on there to, to help you out. But no. No, um, I, I'm too scared to have another co-host. I don't want to run another one out of the industry. Like, he a, like he's a golf now. So, like, I don't know what I did. but I'm He's living the dream. Uh, you know, once he got once he went uh, got that pro card, he, he was set. Um, you know, Mike, you know, one thing that, that you know, has come up is, is the arguments between the two. Um you know, in your experience, do you find, you know, because analytics can, like Peter said, don't have feelings, um, who's better at, at, at debating an argument, you know, between analytics and versus film, who tends to get a little bit more sensitive? Uh, I mean, everyone, the two? Everyone's bad. Everyone's sensitive. Like, I don't care where you're <laughs> from. Analytics. I think, I, I think yeah. this is me. He's everyone's sensitive. Me. I mean, Peter, Peter offends people on Twitter and he's like one of the nicest guys around. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone's, everyone's sensitive. Offended. I think, you know, yeah. I think everyone, uh, that's not really a film versus analytics. That's just Twitter's a bunch of, bunch of, uh, bunch of softies. You know, you get on there. I, I, I like to poke the bear a lot because I think it's entertaining. And I'll go on there, I'll poke a bear and I'll, I'll see what happens. But, you know, you know, if you talk shit to me, right, like I'm just going to throw back and we're just going to go at it and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not malicious, like you right. know, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's, it's just it's just we're playing a fake game at the end of the day. So I don't think anyone is particularly better at debating i think it really comes down to individual right like i've i have a ton of film people i respect i surround myself with a lot of film people because that's that's an area that i suck at I, I know nothing about what what a route is or or where she had she the wide receiver should break uh break yeah. his route and and where the stems are like the only stems i know we're on fucking trees so you know the, the i surround myself with a lot of film people and i've had great debates with guys like angelo right He's very respectful. Mm -hmm. You know, we're yeah. in DMs constantly going back and forth. We started off arguing about David Montgomery, but never like disrespectfully, like, oh, you're stupid. It's like, hey, like, why do you think that? Why do you think this? Yeah. So it just depends on who it is. I will say, I think the analytics is better better framed for a, for a debate because like what at the end of the day the numbers are what they are and you can have some context and you can have some stuff like the debate that peter and you know jj zacharyson and all those guys had mm -hmm. on jaris marshall a few days back but at the end of the day the numbers are the numbers right you can't right. you can't argue the guy either produced or he didn't produce now you can create excuses or reasons for why he didn't produce but at the end of the day the facts are the facts so the numbers really tell no tales like humans beings tell tales you know they, mm -hmm. they frame the numbers and they cut stuff to show what they want to see and and i've done that before as well to kind of support you know my views but at the end of the day i think you know if you're if you really want to have a very constructive debate like 
analytics analytics versus analytics like it's numbers versus numbers so it's really factual whereas film it's like well i saw this and then i yeah. saw that and it's like you know i can ask five film grinders on five different days about the same player and i'll get five different answers on the same play so that that's that's where it's like I feel like for a film perspective, it's really, really subjective. And that's why I respect it so much because the guys that are good at it and they right. add their subjectivity to it is a big value add. So that's yeah. kind of like how I look at it. It's not really one side's better debating or the other. It's just, you know, everyone's soft and you just got to pick pick the right people to follow and right people to learn from. I had to ask that question. Um, I just see the interaction sometimes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I think uh, because... <clears throat> because the uh the film guys don't because we don't have those numbers to just say these are the numbers this is what it is uh the tale has to be spun sometimes a little bit more um yeah. and and sometimes that involves um a lot of imagination and if if you're being told you're wrong and you don't have a real concrete reason to explain yourself besides this is what i saw yeah you know they, they, <laughs> it is what it is yeah they tend to get a little more uh sensitive in my opinion uh because uh, yeah, I've been in those debates, you know, like, no, this is, it should be like this. And I like, know it should be like this. Like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, so let's move on to the next thing. Cause we're just going to go nowhere, you know, with it. And at least, um, I, I have a hard time arguing with analytics guys that really know their stuff not, and not saying arguing, debating with analytics guys that really know their stuff. Cause at the end of the day, if those are the numbers, you know, you, there's not much to say against it. You know, um, you might be seeing a different thing. It might have a different outcome based on what you're seeing, but, like you said, the numbers are what the what they are, and so um, looks like Peter had to step out for a second. But but Mike, when you're um, when you're analyzing um, and, and looking and evaluating these prospects, um, I guess are, are you know and you mentioned you're not just looking at analytics, but for for rookies coming in, um, do you have a model that you use that helps you uh, formulate your rankings, um, and and how much of it does involve watching film? Yeah, I don't. I don't really build models personally. You know, I kind of just look at various thresholds. Um, and Peter, I mean, I know Peter has has a model himself. Uh, I just kind of look at the thresholds and things that matter, and then I also speak to a lot of film guys, and I I try and like try and marry the two together, and then apply my own like subjectivity. And the only the other thing is like I'm trying to project like values. I think that's a that's like a little bit of a different approach than most people. I think most mm -hmm. people try and get there, right? They they try and project who's going to hit and usually like whoever hits right will we'll get we'll get value but at the end of the day i'm trying to project value increases uh yeah you know and there's a very of myriad of, of factors that go in there you know there's hype for guys like kyle pitts you know there's there's a bunch of other stuff that goes in there so i don't do models um but i i look at people that build models because i'm like wow these guys are smart they build their models and their models show me this so let me look at what their model is telling me and yeah. then let me look at what some of my film friends are telling me. And then from there, like that's kind of how I construct my rankings. Um, I look at, I look for guys to check boxes. So I start off with the full universe and I say, yeah. these are the guys that check all the boxes. So in this class, that's Jamar Chase, one guy, right? Mm -hmm. And then I look at the other guys, like here are the holes they have, which holes matter more in my opinion, right? Which holes matter more in someone else's opinion. And then that's kind of how I go about building stuff. I don't really have like a model like i said I'm, that's why i'm not like a true analyst guy i'm like a fraud you know i'm uh i'm like a guy that 
just looks at stuff and rides on the shoulders of other other smart people uh, to, to make my own decisions. If all the smart people went away, I would have nothing. Uh, so I, I'm like a guy that's just analyzing the markets. I'm a I'm a stock trader. You can think about it that way. <laughs> hey, if, if all the smart guys went away, then you'd still be at the like next up on the list. Uh, you know, we'd still be safe anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so Peter, when you know, I was asking Mike about how how he's evaluating these prospects. Is, is you know, is he really building things into a model uh, that that he's honed over time um, or, or how much of it, you know, is film based for him and, and kind of, you know, same question to you. Um, Cause I know we have a couple guys on our team on the undroppables team. Um, they're great with analytics, but you know, they've been working on their models and, and they're just plugging things in as they go. Uh, Peter, I know you have some great resources on your Patreon, um, but yeah, I guess kind of give some insight into to how you're formulating your rankings for, for these rookie prospects. Uh, no, um, I have been playing around with models for the last couple of years, and it's mostly to under, like anything else to learn, understand what the what the hell that means, and just based on the way we're using the word model here, like I can offer some insight. And um, there are basically different mathematical formulas you can use to try and predict a certain value. So all models are trying to predict something in particular. Now the ones I've chose is just average PPR points over the first three years because I know this might seem like a weird starting point, but how do you, if you were to look back, how do you know which player is Justin Jefferson and which way is Jerry Judy? If you look at yards, they're actually pretty, well, not between Jefferson and Judy, but they're actually pretty close. And if you look really, because since most players break out year two and then there's a pretty good hit rate in year three, you really don't just want to look at the first year. So what kind of number can we plug in to describe who is the best and who is the worst? Who are we seeking and who are we trying to avoid? And honestly, there's no clear value because if you sort classes by that number, like I use the average points per game over the first three years. It's a pretty good ranking, but it's not like great. It's not perfect. <laughs> like Kevin Johnson hits the top. Nice. But at the same time, you're not always going to get Calvin Ridley because he had a slightly slower start than someone like Justin Jefferson. So yes. it's a pretty good ranking by class. But looking across all years, <clears throat> like you see some notable, well, I wanted that guy by year three. And I wanted that guy by year two. And this guy I wanted from day one. And so that's the first thing I learned about models, which was interesting. I needed some way to gauge who is the rookie I'm chasing. Because there's no number that you can really say, oh, that's what we're specifically chasing. Because you could also look at value, like players that jump up in ADP after their first year. Surely that's something we're seeking as well. Mm. Or players that drop, like Tyler Boyd. Uh, I recently wrote up an article about wide receiver breakouts and something that's very noticeable when you look at the history is that Tyler Boyd dropped 10 rounds in startup ADP after his first year. But the guy got 669, I think, nice, receiving yards year one, which is actually a really good rookie season. So why did we drop him 10 rounds? Right. No idea. No idea. And so you've got no constant noise <laughs> in whatever number you use. And mm -hmm. I know this is really long and boring, but they, that's, no, that, I'm fascinated. that's analytics. <laughs> um, so like even that measure is off. Like it doesn't capture everything we're looking for. And so, but it was interesting to learn that. And most of my models are trying to predict points per game and all of them, none of them come out to the points per game you want in your fantasy. But it told me a little bit about what models are trying to do. Um, I don't like rank by, I, I do improve, I try to improve my model every year. We have at least one class to add to the history of stats. So hopefully the more you show it, the more, the better it gets at learning. Now, obviously yeah. I don't add last year's class because I haven't played three years. So I just, they have to have played three years before they get added to it. 
Um, but also I get better. I like to think I get better and I'm collecting some stats I wasn't before. And so like, I want to test them and see how they, they're good in the model. Uh, and the next thing was, well, the next thing was how do you create a model? And there's a whole bunch of mathematical formulas you could use. The one that I found easiest in Excel was the one that everyone always talks about, which is R squared and, and linear regression models. And I'm going to bore the crap out of you with those two things, but I had to learn what they are and what they yeah. do and how they work. And the other thing about my models that I know and why I don't rank by it, to go back to Mike's point that I take in lots of information, not just a model, and I actually like to look at a player's production, literally go and look. Like I said, I'm the tape watcher of analytics because I don't just use a number. <laughs> like I literally want to yeah. see it unfold. I want to put it on a graph. I want to see how it changes year over year and then compare it to how his teammates were changing year over year just kind of to get a sense of how they made those numbers but obviously not seeing them do it because that would be exciting and interesting. That you get, you guys get that. <laughs> I get to stare at numbers, but um, yeah. The other thing I uh, started to learn with it, um, where was I going with that? Uh, is a limitation um, and how successful we can get at predicting points per game and how little of it we can actually capture. Um, and so what that triggered me onto trying to learn models was I I moved away from the idea that we're going to predict or accurately guess. I yeah. just wanted to know which stats were better at predicting what. Like yeah. it occurred to me, like yards per team pass attempt or percentage of receiving yards or overall yards, which is like which one is more important and which right. one is more important for what. And so instead of trying to create the perfect model or even thinking about hits or misses, I just wanted to know which stats were useful and useful for what. Because everything's got use, you know, you watch. And so there'll be a similar thing there, like watching them against a cornerback a, a that isn't going to be in the NFL next year doesn't tell you as much, but it tells you something. What happens when the competition is low? I'm guessing there's some value you can get out of that versus watching them against, you know, the number one cornerback in this draft class. Right. Um, and it's a similar process, like which which is more useful. Are there some stats that are absolutely terrible for predicting points, but good for predicting likelihood? Like, I've been in an argument recently about BMI. That's yeah. that's literally got no predictive power. No matter what test I have learned and then ran on it, like no matter what your BMI is, like literally, I think statistically, you'll be better at guessing how productive they're going to be in a points per game basis using the first initial of their first name. Like that has more power <laughs> in predicting that points per game number. But yeah. it's very clear that there's a, a common player physique using yes. BMI and other thresholds. Yeah. So the next step is, are you more or less likely? And, and I'm arguing with people about it right now because I don't think it makes you more likely. I just think, yeah, that's a common feature, but right. like players are drafted with lower BMIs and still do well. a lot less. So isn't it kind of proportional? And so just trying to understand that BMI has use because obviously most players have this thing. So that's important. But uh, and then thinking, uh, and then you take it a step further. So um, I do that, I guess, is my simple explanation for what I think of models. I use them, I look at them, but then I really like to actually look at their production, yeah. like on a physical, literally run my eyes over it kind of a thing. Compare it to past players is my big thing. How much does that look like the types of players I've been targeting? And where points per game is an imperfect measure, I like to literally visually look at it on a graph or something and, and then next it's honestly other people's opinions it's not i don't use tape i watch football because i wouldn't like i like watching sport 
but it's not part of my process again because my point of reference is off i don't find a lot of i don't notice things that other people don't notice that have yeah. particular relevance and so instead i go listen to zach reed from the dynasty dummies i'm like zach yeah. tell me about what you yes. see on this it used to be jake and then he quit and started golf <laughs> we've also got travis may who's some kind of unholy merger of both as if that's possible <laughs> and I, and so i read his articles and i talk to him whenever he posts something on twitter and i use it's like using draft capital like because a player is drafted in the first round so i right. drafted him and he hit i mean that wasn't <laughs> i didn't do anything for that they spent millions of dollars trying to draft players accurately and you just kind of borrow that signal and it's the same thing with everyone else i'll listen to mike i'll listen to nick over there uh, big dogs gotta eat as well i'll listen to zachary i'll listen to anyone and over time, like everyone else, you develop voices that you trust or you understand yeah. better what they're trying to say more. Right. And then you just kind of roll that up into some balanced equation, like well, <laughs> as an analytics nerd, that's the way I think of it, in your head, and a ranking order pops yeah. out. <laughs> yep. It's not it's 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 not a trusting a model, it's more trying to understand what you can about that yeah. player. And yeah. then listening to other people, because God knows I'm not going to be right. right. <laughs> so I need other people's information, you know? No, and, and for, you know, I think um, film writers, like, we need to hear this. I think when we get into those arguments, um, you know, they're like, oh, the model's foolproof. You know, that's like our, our from our caveman limited, uh, you know, uh, understanding of uh, of numbers, you know, just like point what's the direction that is, is this one the good the good side <laughs> of the graph is it going this way or yeah i, uh, I you know, think it can be more or less that way to be fair there are like i don't trust my models because i know the guy who made it and he's an idiot but i mean <laughs> matt spencer now working for rotaviz like he he's a genuinely bright guy like mike yeah. is too don't get me wrong but my um, like um matt didn't learn this stuff for this like he codes yeah. and yeah. he's Imagine done statistics okay. that's what his stuff is in yeah. you can literally find phds and statistics playing fantasy football and so they'll lean more towards right. creating accurate and so yeah you'll find people more that way yeah but that's the you asked about how my process has changed and I, there's this arc it's like the dun and kruger arc but you you eventually learn something you get so excited about it you try and go all in and then the further you get into anything that you whether it's tape or anything else you eventually realize the limitations of it and you start to back off mm -hmm. like i believed in breakout age so fucking hard when i first read about that on rotoviz and yeah. it's got value but the further you get into it the more you're like well it doesn't rank well it's yeah. not like Corey <laughs> davis is better it's, <laughs> right, just, it's a better of, indicate yeah. and so you learn this balancing act of valuing something but not going but again appreciating other people's opinions because <laughs> you need to yeah no it's great um because like i said it, it yeah, I feel like even my questions, I'm like, you know, asking and you're like, no, it's not just that, you know, because that's what like I said, where, where uh, my non analytics brain comes from, you know, it's just thinking like, oh, man, you guys just like, must pull out these crazy equations, you know, from your head, it all makes sense. And that helps you, uh, you know, pick the right guys, get the right players and always be right. And then anytime you're not right, you know, we're going to pull up some, some stats where you're not right and some film that shows, oh, yeah, you missed that guy. But, um, you know, what you're saying to about BMI. Uh, definitely makes me feel better as uh, as a Devontae Smith truther, uh, you know, not caring about his BMI because <laughs> that guy plays like he's way bigger than what uh, he shows on uh, on the numbers. But um, you know, we we're... I actually love that comparison because that's the other thing. If I provide any value, it's pointing out that some things that seem obvious isn't aren't. 
Yeah. <laughs> like it seems yeah. obvious that this matters, but then when yeah. you go and look, you're like, oh, right. It doesn't. Hurt. Yeah. And there's so much of that. It's like, it's, it seems weird to be that guy and being, you know, I've got the analytics nerd moniker after my name, but I'm like, <laughs> this is usually a film. I feels like a film grinder's take, but if you've been weaned by the college system and done well, and then you're weaned by the draft and all the millions they put in to try and draft good players, then we've probably filtered enough by size. Like if you survive all of that yeah. and still get a good draft capital going to a reasonable landing spot, then you're probably good at that size. If you know what I mean, mm -hmm. probably more likely to be, but yeah, that's my feeling on it anyway. <laughs> it sounds like it makes so much sense. Like you're tiny and it's the NFL and right. there are literal giants in the it's NFL. Big game. Yeah. Pancaking you. You're but, just too small. I'm sorry. It's like, it it's seems happen. to make right. sense. Right. And for us, definitely true. But like Brandon Cooks makes it, man. Drew Brees yeah. makes it work. Russell Wilson makes it work. I mean, there's always it, someone. Yeah. And that, and, and so people tell me, you know, you're, when I'm high on Devontae Smith, you know, it's like, oh, you're hoping he's the, the outlier that makes it like, I guess so. If that's what that means, you know, if it doesn't fit in the model, I like what I see on tape. I'm just going to roll with it. Um, but you want to, like I said, you want to get edge uh, on on what you're not good at. You want to get better at what you're not good at. You know, so you want to bring in people like you guys, yeah. bring in the analytics models to help. Um, Look, I mean, models and numbers, man. Like at the end of the day, I don't. They don't make decisions for me, right? And it's, mm -hmm. like Peter said, like they don't spit out ranks for you. They just tell you where to look. You know, you find some players, and you know. They're like Jalen Wild underperformed, Terrace Marshall underperformed. Why did they underperform? Right. right. And then well, I, I look at I look across my film compatriots like, wow, Terrace Marshall's a freaking stud. And I'm like, okay, well, the numbers Boy. don't say that he's a stud. Yeah. So let's look at why he underperformed there. And so yeah. at the end of the day, you know, no no analytics or numbers based analyst is, is gonna be worth anything if all they're doing is taking the numbers and telling you if this player is good or not. Right. You gotta right. you gotta apply some professional judgment. And I think the thing that analytics can help film people do, which film people are very hesitant to do, especially ones with scout in their name on Twitter, is you know th they refuse to accept that analytics is, is a value add. They're like, no, like film, yes. the tape never lies. Film tells no tales. This is my story and I'm going with it, right? That's that's their very hard and fastened stance. But if you really open your eyes, right? If you open your eyes and broaden your perspective and, and for you, for example, for Devonta Smith, you know, analytics tells you, there's maybe these these red flags, right? Mm -hmm. Peter tells you BMI doesn't matter. Maybe his later breakout matters. Maybe it doesn't matter. But the important part is you have the numbers there to show you where to look, and then it's right. up to you, right? And then you right. apply your film on top and say, look, I know the numbers say this, but based on what I've seen in film, based on my experience, I don't think I, I recognize that risk, but this is the bet I'm willing to be. Yes. And I think that's end of the day, that's all you can hope for. And that'll make you a better fantasy player is, is not ignoring the risks. You yeah. know, when it comes to Terrace Marshall, not being like, oh, Terrace Marshall has no risk because he played with Jamar Chase and, and uh, Justin Jefferson. They're the greatest ever. Therefore, that, that completely wipes away the fact they didn't break, break out. That's not the right approach to me. The right approach mm -hmm. is more so like, hey, look, these flags exist, right? These flags, mm -hmm. it, does it does make him a much riskier bet, but I'm willing to make it because of X, Y, and Z. So right. it's literally the way I said it before. It's like, it's not like, it's not fun. Like the job is to know the bet you're making. And then if it doesn't work out, like you still had your fun. Yeah. Like yeah. I bet on Jalen Rager freaking hard last year and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know why I made the bet. I know the risks that were involved. And so it's I don't have fun. to be like, what, what happened? <laughs> 
and like I can say BMI doesn't matter, but like I'm in a, I'm in some DMs right now with people using words I do not understand, pretending I know <laughs> what they're talking about, and they say it does. So like, don't take my word for it. That's just. But I know the bet I'm making. I'm betting on a guy that's not a common profile based on physical makeup, but I believe that you don't excel like that in college and then get drafted for no reason. Like maybe you're good yeah. at your size. And then if he doesn't work out, like <clears throat> at least I don't have to wonder what happened. Like I know the bit I knew the bet I was making. And so yeah. I think Mike puts it really well there. Like do all you can to understand like how often that happens, how much that compares, but at the end of the day, have fun. Go get your freaking guy is right. I, I think the way we traditionally say it. So speaking of getting your guys uh, and, and using uh, your your analytics minds uh, to help with some of those rankings, uh, we've been going through uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver rankings on the last few shows. Uh, tight end is it you know super deep class? Usually, uh, there's definitely some studs there. Um, but why don't we real quick uh, just run through the tight end class? Uh, maybe even just the top five uh, who you guys have, uh, who who you have ranked, and and the bit why, or maybe even someone that because of what you've seen analytics wise, you're higher on than others. Uh, I love Mike, the way you just... save tight end for the analytics guys. Like just throw them tight end. No one cares. <laughs> I threw on tight ends for you guys because I want to talk about all the other stuff besides like positional <laughs> rankings. Like who cares? Let's just talk about these so we can say we talked about them. But I just want to hear you guys talk about why you do what you do and, and how you think, because it, it for at least for me and hopefully for people out there listening, it helps me, um, kind of better understand your guys' way of thinking, you know, and, and again, to help add that to my game and, and shape the way I do things. But um, I know Mike has to, has to take off pretty soon. So I wanted to start with him and his rankings and see if he has someone that's a hot take of who maybe a little bit higher than on than others. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, there's, there's really not much spice here. I mean, uh tight end. I don't, I I'm going to be honest with you. I spend like no, no time on tight yeah. end before the NFL draft, just like how I spend no time on sleepers before the NFL drafts. I think it's a giant waste of time. Like I said, I don't, I don't watch film. So yeah. Um, I mean, I watch film for fun, but like not really as part of like a, like a major process. I mean, everyone knows Kyle Pitts is really good. Right. And then right. behind that, I, personally, I don't think there's that many studs. I think it's it's a lot of the same old shit. Tight ends yeah. gonna be a trash uh, all around. But you got you know Pat Frymuth, Hunter Long, and I, I really like Brevin Jordan, man. And this is why, like I said, this is where this is where my film expertise burns me because I watched him on film. Like, dude, this yeah. guy is freaking really really good. And mm -hmm. then he went out there and tested like uh, Zach Moss. So you know, <laughs> I, I basically pivoted off him really quick because that you know when you test that poorly, it means draft capital is probably not going to be in your favor. Good. It really reminds me of. Last yeah. last season again. This is why I don't do this anymore. Last season, I'm like, dude, Hunter Bryant is that dude. I, yes. I watched this guy's film. I watched. I looked at his numbers. He's great everywhere. And then what does he do? He goes up and benches like less than I do, and then runs slower than <laughs> than Peter Howdy does. And then next thing you know, he goes undrafted. So like, I, I'm tired of wasting too much time on that yeah. on that type of stuff. So all I know is, look, Kyle Pitts is a stud. Am I going to draft him everywhere? Probably not, because he's still a tight end. Um, and then I'm going to let everyone else debate, you know, the rest of that stuff, because I'm going to focus on, you know, getting the top of my draft as right or as, as, as least wrong as possible. And, and then uh, kind of just go, let the draft capital and the athletic testing do the talking for me for tight ends. Oh, I love it. Like I said, it's not not leaving it for you guys. I just um, you no, know, I, I feel like I have to talk. <laughs> no, I, I just feel like, I, you know, for my audience, I have to at least touch on it, you know, but I, I'm right there with you, Mike. Um, I, I like Brevin Jordan. Um, I, I didn't love the testing, but uh, yeah, after that, it's like him and 
don't know, maybe Trey McKitty gets slipped in there somewhere, like top five or yeah. after. I don't know. Um, but does it really matter? Not really. <clears throat> Outside of Kyle Pitts. Um, but like I said, we just had a we had a touch on it. Um, Peter, who you know, like, is there anything um, you know that you can add to the tight end position that you know maybe we should be considering someone a little bit higher, maybe a Kenny Yaboa, uh, you know, or someone like that? I haven't looked at Yaboa yet. I, I, I rushed out some uh, quick profiles just because I knew you were going to ask me about him. Um, yeah, I can add some things. Uh, one thing is that the tight end position is almost custom made to be anti-profilable uh, by analytics because most good tight, most of the ones you're seeking, whatever hit group you look at they didn't play full college seasons. <laughs> they were basketball players. They played one year. They converted to tight end in the NFL. So there's not a lot of good, a, a great deal of history of data that you can compare players to, which is kind of the whole deal. Um, and that makes it difficult. And then you've got even fewer that are actually Gronk, Graham, and um, uh, Tony Gonzalez, which makes it even harder to yeah. actually seek out the one. If there was a perfect profile, I, I admit that Kyle Pitts would probably have it, but frankly, you would have captured most, and they mostly break out later in the NFL, which is also a problem, but you would have captured most just in looking at height, weight, and a th- and like 40 time. That's yeah. how you find Travis, Kelsey, Gronk, Graham. Like, they all right. fit that. Right. And the, the one thing I don't like about Kyle Pitts' profile is he doesn't fit that height and weight <laughs> restriction. Like, he's a little undersized. But yeah. so is Evan Ingram, and so does Jordan Weed. So I guess yeah. he's in that category, and that's fine. Um, I like that you shouted out Brevin Jordan. Um, Brevin Jordan was a larger part of his team, at just as a competitive conference. Yeah. Then Kyle Pitts. He has yeah. lower numbers counting stats but if you look at the percentage like he was a bigger part of that receiving offense yeah. and there's actually some signals to suggest that what we're looking for is a guy's ability to establish a large role volume yeah. is everything kind of a thing right so brevin looks great but he's also undersized and um, pat Ferriman or Ferriman, whatever you're saying that name um I actually expected him to come out pretty well because he meets the size criteria, but he was actually under average based on his team conference and compared to hits. So, like, I don't yeah. know why he's a consensus two right now. Hunter Long's really productive um, or decently productive compared to tight ends, I guess, and actually tested a little bit better, but I haven't quite got his combine, his pro day numbers locked in yet. And then there's a guy called Jake Ferguson I just started to look at. Um, also a little undersized. So it's it's a more interesting class than last year. Yeah. But it's really pits Even and then that. wait to see who does right. something in the draft or the NFL. Right. <laughs> That's it. So Mike, uh Mike Lou has to has to leave uh the show, but thank you so much, Mike, for stopping by uh to talk to me today. Um before you go, do you wanna just let people know uh where to find your Patreon and if you have any last uh, free nuggets uh for the listeners? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Sorry about that, guys. I got a dip. Uh, I eat dinner here. But um, yeah, you can find me at Mike Me Up with two P's on Twitter, uh, patreon.com slash our pack. If you're a hardcore dynasty gamer, want to play some game theory, get in there, talk shop. And, uh, you know, wise, wise piece before I go, man, follow Peter Howdy. Uh, and then, you know, get into his, get into his spreadsheet, man, free database to play oh, around yeah. with. So probably the most, I've always said, the most valuable uh, resource for anyone looking to get into analytics, just literally go on this Patreon uh, and then, you know, get that get that spreadsheet so free nuggets that's all i got Thanks yeah, for i, I would say it's free just for anyone that got scared off by the word patreon oh, oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> like it's not like you know pay me for it but um i, I actually agree with Ooh wilhelm in the chat here it says mike is in fact the goat and that's written on the internet so mike's clearly lying and he is in fact the goat like i agree <laughs> with that <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. yeah thank you so much mike take all care right, take it easy all right later peter 
So yeah, uh, tight end <laughs> rankings. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, after Pitts, I mean, in, unless I'm in that area of like, you know, I don't know, one hundred six to one ten. I mean, I, I don't think I'll be drafting too much Kyle Pitts. Definitely not going to go chase for him. Um, and then everyone else. Um, yeah, I, I like Brevin Jordan's tape, you know. But besides that, I'm kind of with you. Um, especially in the Superflex league, I'm, you know, I'll probably be trying to target Pitts or Jordan, and and that's about it. But only if there it's you know the right value. Um, definitely not going to be trying to chase. Yeah, uh, he's not going to be this year either, is he? He's not going to be the right. Well, that's the hard part, right? Because everyone still for- <clears throat> forgets, or at least you know they're getting so caught up in the hype of Kyle Pitts that like he's still going to take time to mature and 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 come to fantasy fruition because that's just how it is at the position. I know Evan Ingram didn't. He's the one, right? Um, the one. And he's built then, more like and, Evan Ingram. But then what? You know, he, I he, would. <laughs> I would say I do try to listen to other other opinions, and the one thing is that Kyle Pitts is going to be the highest drafted tight end on average in rookie drafts since Evan Ingram. Like he's higher than Evan Ingram, and so there's a lot of reasons to believe that Kyle Pitts is going to be something different. Right, and I I don't want to ignore that. I try to beat ADP, not ignore it. You know? Yeah. And so maybe like he doesn't have to do much to. Tight ends typically, on average, maintain their value. They uh, are drafted in the same round in startups the following year, for example. So it's a it's a low risk bet as well. And some like uh, Jacob Rickrow pointed, he thinks at least I don't know, I agree, but he said if you knew if you know that Jamar Chase is DeAndre Hopkins, and you know yeah. that um, Kyle Pitts is you know. Uh, Travis uh, Travis Kelsey minus the first three years, I guess. Then you take Kelsey because that provides a bigger edge over replacement value. I'm not sure I entirely agree with that, but it's an interesting conversation. You've got this player who's probably going to have the same value at least, so you're not. It's probably a low odds bet. You're not going to mm-hmm. lose much, even if he doesn't hit year one. He's probably going to be about worth a- as much next year. Whereas you know something like something crazy like sixty percent of wide receivers lose value into their second year mm-hmm. but those are increasing value really fucking increasing value <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's that as well so i don't know how to balance that yeah. and i know anyone that's not a nerd isn't balancing an equation but uh here's where i've come out and it it's like if you want to, if kyle pitts is your guy you've watched him you've done your process right. and you really think this is this is the guy then like everything else, I think there's enough reasons there and enough opinions that say he's really good and that edge would be worth it that you can draft him. You can draft him top three, top four. But I'm with you. I'm probably not. But there is a point where I don't want to bet on these deeper wide receivers and so I just take pits. And it has risen the more information I've taken in. Typically, I'm like, never draft a tight end. But pits, obviously, everyone thinks pits is so different that... Mm -hmm so much smoke you've got to imagine there's some fire under there kind right. of an analogy <clears throat> and ha- so have you finished your overall rankings uh on these prospects yet no yeah i'm about done with wide receiver i've got uh i was just pulling up we've got about six or five or six running backs i want to run through and then two or three more tight ends before i finalize them but yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna be done by next one day i know pretty much what i think i just don't yeah. want to miss anything so i'm pulling in a few extras like i haven't looked at your boa I believe yeah. you called him. I'm saying your boy because that's much fun. That's your it's boy. Much more yeah. fun. I, I, reckon, <laughs> I recommend it. Um, and Kenny, your boy. Few, 
Yeah, I, I still got to look at Kalen Hill at running back. I've heard some good things about him, and I haven't broken them down yet. But yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty set. If you were going to ask me a yeah. question, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, well, I'm curious um, how high you have Kyle Pitts and what what wide receivers would you not take him over? That's a really good question. I don't know quite that yet, but I can come up with an answer on where I'm at right now. Like I'm not locking them in just now, but I was recently trying to put together like a rookie board, which yeah. is a really weird, but fun exercise. And right uh-huh. now, like, and I was saying in a super flex tight end premium, I would take mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Lawrence over him. And that creates a whole bunch of different ADP, but the only yeah. two wide receivers right now, I, I kind of have three, but the only two that I'm definitely considering over pits is Jamar Chase and Rashad Bateman. Okay, And then uh, Harris, obviously, Etna and Williams, if the draft goes right, just because of the value of running back. And then I'm kind of thinking about Kyle Pitts right there. Okay. Like, I, I probably trade out the pick if I can rather than do it because of the tight end, like we said. Yeah. But those are the, those are the only names right now that di- distinctly, like, I don't want to miss them. I'm not, yeah. I don't want to miss on Jamar Chase for the potential of travis kelsey i guess or yeah. um and i love rashad bateman as well and then there's a value of running backs so. yeah yeah at the undroppables uh in our consensus rankings we have kyle pitts overall uh consensus you know not there's definitely a couple of guys like myself jacks falcone that have them a little bit lower uh but consensus we have them as number five overall um and and really the only people in front of him you know are jamar chase uh naji harris and then the two quarterbacks of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So, okay. you know, we're as a team definitely recognizing um, that he's pretty special prospect, you know, to, to really only be ahead of Jamar Chase. That's I mean, fair. personally, I, I have him at seven um, and a couple other people above him. But, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a real interesting player uh, to come into the league um, with this much hype. Um, it, it's been a while since, since we've seen, you know, some people uh, tweet out, you know, uh, their overall one-on-one, but I've definitely seen people tweet out, you know, like top two, top three wide receiver. Yep. Um, you know, there's only a few people ahead of them. Um, I have this tier two of wide receivers. I don't know if I want to push them above pits or below pits, but I really like them. I haven't quite. And that's the two Moors and Devontae Smith, your, your uh-huh. boy. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to put them, but those are all the wide receivers I think are interested in the first round. After that, I really like a lot of wide receivers, but they feel more like I don't want to spend a, f- don't have to i don't want to have to spend the first round pick on him yeah so Pitts is definitely above that tier but i know you know our last show we were talking running backs um and that was with um uh jay moyer uh from the fantasy astronauts and felix sharp and and you know we we really came to to agreement that the the running back class is as good as it is on the top it definitely isn't uh, very deep you know and a certain point after some of those top running backs are gone you know throw Kyle Pitts in there in the first round the quarterbacks in Superflex League you know then you're really kind of smashing wide receivers for a while because there is that second tier like you're saying that's filled with some fantastic talent that you might want to consider putting above Kyle Pitts because they're that good really um and, it could and, be. Yeah, they could be. Right, right. And and I think, you know, with a lot of these smaller guys, too, especially, um, we got a class with a lot of smaller wide receiver I, prospects. I, I'm a fan of those small guys, man. I you think like it's a discount. People, people still tilt a little too hard on size. And I'm yeah. like, BMI, we're having a conversation. I, <laughs> I think it's just been blown away. Right. Like, I, I get it. When they start getting down really tiny, I get it. But, like, <laughs> Elijah Moore and... 
uh, Rondell Moore. These guys aren't short enough that I'm concerned. And yet people yeah. still, because again, it makes obvious sense. I mean, you're tiny. You're tiny, right. but they run you're through just, their legs, you see. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's fine. But um, it's every year that, you know, Gabriel Davis, Antonio Gandy-Golden, these, these tall guys, you get enamored. Seth Williams right now, um, you know, Terrace Marshall, that was part of it. People, people are getting enamored uh, with these with these tall guys because there's so many small uh, wide receivers in this class. But I think I'll, the analytics team, um, you know, are just uh, they've helped. I think the rest of us like look past some of that stuff that you just see on tape. Like he's so small, but like, no, look at all the other measurables, all the other stuff they can do. How well the breakout age, like you mentioned earlier, um, for a lot of these guys, and and so yeah, I'm really curious to see where a lot of these guys are going to land. Um, Cause then that's the other thing too, right? Like we have all our pre-draft process, but then once you add draft capital and landing spot into it, everything changes, right? It does. Um, it's like running backs are a little more prone to volatility. It, it's a little more important to me where they go. And I've got this really weird, like Kenny Gamewell, Chubba Hubbard, Michael Carter kind of grouping here. And it seems like everyone forgot about Hubbard. It sounds like a song. Not I don't me. know. Love Chuba right here. Um, me and Linda Lyons. <laughs> and I really like Kenny Gamewell's one year of production. But yeah. like again, some of the tape people that I honestly listen to and really respect their opinion, like um, they, they did not like what the, everything they saw. So I don't know how you feel about him. But the, basically, he was bound. As I understood what they were saying, he was using as athleticism a little bit more than they liked because it's harder to do that in the NFL, and he wasn't uh -huh. doing most of the other jobs that running backs tend to be good at, like blocking and picking up schemes. I guess was the other word, um, and that was concerning to me because it's not. Again, it's not something I can see. Um, by the way, someone said in the chat they thought they broke my database when they tried to play with it once like break <laughs> yeah, it break away man <laughs> hit that file make a copy delete stuff and someone else said i don't know what matters it's really good i actually have a formula results tab that tries to show you what matters most to what things but the other thing is don't worry about what other people think matter like what do you want to know about yeah. like do receiving yards matter well delete everything fucking else because <laughs> if you make your own copy you can delete whatever you want and everyone can and just go take a look like do the players that you want in every draft class have the most receiving yards or yards per reception and you mm. can form your own opinion that's what i'd say don't try and figure out what everyone else knows matters go and look at the thing that you think is interesting or that you think might matter and Play around with it. See what you find. Does it matter? How much does it matter? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the real answer. Like, I started off that way, too. Like, trying to figure out what J.J. Zacharyson already knew. And I figured out yeah. I'm never going to I'm never gonna know. He's smaller right. than me. I'm just not going to get there. So I'm interested in percentages. I'm interested in the percentage of receiving yards, like I was just doing with Pitts and Jordan. So I just literally went and took a look. Like, how many good tight ends have had a higher percentage than bad tight ends kind of a question yeah. and uh warning if you if you like it then it it's a big rabbit hole and it's it's not fun of it. <laughs> no, it it remains fun just that's what i try and say if you have a question you can go and answer it um like yeah and that's the way I'd approach it, not what do I need to know. Just start with a question and then do try and find the answer. And same with tape, right? Does this guy do I would imagine like um, I've heard a lot of uh, film grinders talk about, I want to know what they do against the best competition. And so they go and watch those particular games and come yeah. up. And that's the point. It's not like you go in knowing that that matters more. You just want to see that. 
and then right. form your opinion on it. You want to answer your question. You have a yeah. question you're trying to find. Yeah. Start with a question, yeah. try and find the answer. A lot of times <clears> you will find no answer and get really, really mad. That's my experience. <laughs> but I mean, I find that a better way of thinking of it. As a as a complete amateur with no background in it, I just had questions and yeah. I tried to find answers one at a time. And I still uh, don't have any answers. <laughs> I love that, Peter. Yeah, it's, um, you know, this, you know, who's someone's in there there, you know, you, you can, you can get intimidated by it all, you know, Dave Toronto, uh, FFA, what's up, man, for the comments. Um, and, and that's how we tell life, that. you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot even, and, and there's, um, even when you, when you get a result, right, like see it on a graph or plot it on a chart um uh, with some nice colors and it looks nice and, you know, it's palpable, <laughs> um, even then you're still like, all right, cool, what? What does that right mean? Now? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's great. So what does what does that mean? Um yeah. <laughs> but, but that's it. why that's why I love interacting with you though, because you're you're so personable. You're you come hearing you talk about that. Like, I don't know, like I guess I don't know if you get the perception, you know, or some people have this perception that you know you're just super nerd, uh, you know, unapproachable, or just like, wow, how can you ever have a mind like that? But like to say that, or to hear that you're just coming from a place of just finding the answers, you had a problem that you were trying to solve, and you just like dove into it to try to get better at it. I mean, that's great. That's that's awesome to hear because that's, I feel that's all of us. You know, we're just I trying mean, to get better at fantasy football. I love the compliments. Keep them flowing. I spend most of my time insulting <laughs> myself, so I, I like it. But um, I actually teach a little a little bit and i tell my students the same thing and that i tell anyone interested in looking at my database that hasn't before it's like the difference between me and you is i've read that book and i'm yeah. going to tell you what i think about that book but by the end of the semester hopefully you've read that book yeah and so you have you know much as bad that book as i do that's the goal and it's the same like if you're looking at my database and like there's so much like i am you three years down the line if you stick with it that far that's the difference you yeah. don't have i mean you have to be a it's really smart to be JJ Zacharyson or Matt Freeman or you know, all, all the literal physics PhDs we've got in this sport <laughs> at this point. But you can get there. And if it's not your game, like you just don't enjoy it, then don't use it as your hobby, man. What yeah. Do the part of the process that yeah. is a fun part of the Like, why would you do anything different? You can succeed that way too. If you're playing in high stakes leagues, you're probably definitely not talking to me, so you don't need to hear about all of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, one question leads to another. Like, this graph looks good, but what yeah. does that mean? Leads Well, how can I figure that out? Well, how about if I literally just count the number of players who have... I use top 12 seasons at tight end. Like, how many of those guys at this part of the graph have had a top 12 season in PPR scoring? Yeah. Or you think, well, which one had higher dynasty value or which one had whatever your question is? So, yeah, that's, that's the rabbit hole of it. One question leads to another question. Mm -hmm. And then you've forgotten the original question. Where you end up looking like this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen your wedding photos. I think your wife posted it once. Oh, yeah. I was clean older. cut. Like, I was a normal-looking human at one point. But um, I try to make that thing, because I know it looks like so much. Like, I put all at the front, like, what they did their first year, their best year. Because I figure most people, like, J.J. Zacharyson talks about that all the time. Look at a player's last year, or look at a player's best year. And I thought that yeah. might be better and then i realized all i'd done is add 20 columns and made it seem even larger <laughs> like, <"Damn it." laughs> but um yeah i, I try no, to make it as streamlined yeah. as possible and yet easy to use but i mean i i can't make apps we need we just need one of these people that make money and they're they're gonna eventually it'll turn me 
if I'm not already, into irrelevance. Like DLF has got Addison Hayes winning on great tools. You've got player profile already posting up numbers in easily digestible yeah. ways. And uh, so, yeah, one of those smart guys will make something to make that easier, I guess. <laughs> Well, I love your deep. It's your Patreon. Uh, I, I just subscribed um, this year. I, I was like, again, trying to just get better. Appreciate and it, improve man. My process. But yeah, it was just one of those things. And I think I just bought the year because I was like, it's a great price. Like, just, I'm just going to buy the year. And I just, you know, and, and get my information and try to get better and try to look at numbers more and manipulate the data more. Or just try to teach myself some more stuff with some of the guys on the Undroppables team that, that help. Because literally, I'm just like, Hey, I have an idea. Help, can you look at some data and see if it matches up with my <laughs> hypothesis? And let's work together, you know. And that's what makes the team great. But um, you know, your your Patreon's awesome too because of the videos. Well, I appreciate you it, man. Out. And that's hey, you support me on Patreon. I'll come on your podcast. No, that's not why. Like, <laughs> I do want to make clear that's, that, I, that's why if, he's on my podcast. I paid if, extra. <laughs> it feels all sticky and horrible to get money, but like I like eating. I don't know, but it's, um, I it's will say, like, content, if anyone man. wants my help. Or, or like they have a question i will try it like it's not like you have to pay behind the patreon wall like i will try my best to help anyone like if you can't afford the dollar or whatever the yearly thing is i think it's 10 it's <laughs> that's why i was just like i was like pay. it's a great price like, and like i will still try and help you out like i'll yeah. still I'll, I'll tell anyone my opinion it's free yeah. and worth nothing and yeah. and so you should try it sometimes if you're out there listening try it sometimes just ask me your question it's i will try if i if i don't tweet like at me again and say hey asshole you didn't answer my question like obviously people who are so big like get so many de- i understand why they can't respond to anyone but i'm a really tiny fish so mostly i get to talk to everyone which is nice it's a nice place yeah. to be I do really appreciate the support, but the Patreon paywall is really about the support. I do try and do certain things for them, like for you, because I really appreciate it, man. So I'm like, I want to give you some value. And so like I'm tracking my ranks and there's an NFL database because I figure there's enough NFL stats out there that, um, you know, I'm not making them restricted <laughs> because yeah. you can get them. They're just not specifically through me. But um I just want to play fantasy football <laughs> and win. It'd be great if I made money at that, but yeah, like I, I feel the way of yeah, making man. money at this game, as you well know, is attention. Like you sell the fact that people pay attention to you and that's yes. perfectly legitimate. It is basically our economy now and it makes me feel icky. So <laughs> I can't do it. So the patrons for support and I will talk to and go on podcasts and answer any questions I know how to answer. Because yeah, I'm terrible at business. <laughs> it's the <laughs> ultimate answer. Like I make money, but I I'm bad at it. So no, I, mean, it, I really do appreciate it, though, Tommy. Like seriously, yeah, man. it matters. Yeah, um, I no, don't want to make it, you it, seem like you shouldn't have done it because <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. But I also want you to know, like, if you're like, I just I gotta cut this off, man. I got I got bills. Then I'll still talk to you and help you out any way I can <laughs> because. You're and my that's community, what makes it man. Great. Yeah, that's what makes it worth it. You know, it, it's you, you don't have to buy. I I followed you and I've talked, you know, interacted with you a bunch of times on Twitter until I decided to finally just buy. And it's uh, and and I think it was uh, Mike was saying that you know just when other smarter people, other people smarter than you, see people that can enunciate and and speak. You know, that's people smarter than me. Um, <laughs> when they're talking about it, when they're that's what they're using when they're 
recommending your database you know that's that's another reason why you go you go and subscribe to it and you know ten dollars a year is nothing to to the amount of information that's in there i mean it's it's great and and it's not just the database it's the videos you put out it's the information that you're you know sending to your patrons and so um again it was besides the analytics stuff and like i said i we had to just talk about tight end rankings just to close the loop on all this these pods i've been doing but it was really because of that too you and mike um, coming on the show, you guys have great Patreons uh, uh, channels yeah, that Mike people need to subscribe to. Yeah, both of them. Like and there's a reason why it's a reason why his is blown up so fast um, because it's quality content. That's what the people are here for, and that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast too: is, is bring great guests on that are smarter than me that can teach me things. I always joke that like I don't care if no one listens to it because I'm talking to you, so it's making me smarter, making me a better fantasy analyst. And if someone else wants to listen to it, that's awesome too. But I'm doing it selfishly for myself, so um, I enjoy you know, it. That's the bag. <laughs> that so, was an extra five dollar add on on the Patreon. I have me say that yeah, to say, sure. but no, I really do enjoy it. And I, I, you know, we are smarter than I. Again, not pumping the free thing I don't get anything for, but the di- that's also kind of why I've maintained it and put it out the way I have because I, I don't understand half this stuff. But if like everyone's looking. And it's not just behind an expensive paywall somewhere. Maybe we'll all figure something out together. I like constantly yeah. get notes from people in that. Um, uh, what 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 what's that thing we've got? That group that convers- Discord thing we've got. It's like, hey, you've got this date wrong, and hey, have you noticed this about tight ends? And I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> same philosophy. Let's let's gang together and beat yeah. our friends up in fantasy football. Hell yeah, let's, exactly. <laughs> So, so one last topic um, before we sign off for tonight. Um, based on your ranking so far, your models, your research, uh, just your overall process this offseason, uh, can you give me one prospect uh, that you're higher on and lower on than consensus? Uh, someone that, you know, we should be targeting that maybe, you know, people aren't talking enough about. Um, I can. I, I don't know what consensus is right now. So I'm kind of vamping a little bit, trying to look up like rookie ADP. Um, where is it? I'm going to Dynasty League Football because that's the one I have easy access to. Let's see. Uh, wide receiver is probably the easiest one for me. Um, I don't know what's low. Like right now, mm. Tylen Wallace is wide receiver nine. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I not low enough. <laughs> someone I think on the pod had him at six. So it's, I mean, it's a little bit of okay. a. It's a little high. Like everyone likes Elijah Moore and Taylor Wallace, and I like those guys too. Dimey Brown is a popular mention. So Seth Mm -hmm. Williams. Digging digging like real deep, I guess. The guy I was just talking about on stream, actually, um, like really unlikely to hit, but he's the type of guy I end up like keeping an eye on the waiver wire kind of a player, and that's Chaterius Atwell or Tutu Atwell. Yeah, I don't know if that's deep enough. Yeah, Yeah, um, well, I mean, we've talked about Tutu on here. I mean, he didn't test as well, right? That's like the big hang up on him right now people were yeah exactly him to be a serious burner and i mean if you're trusting the pro day still at 439 so it's not it's, there's very few people that hit still hit 43 so um i guess they just you know we're expecting a little bit more from him speed score yeah. like right now playerprofiler.com uh, isn't great uh, as well no, as the burst he's, um relative he's a to tiny his size. guy 
He's a little guy. He's, those guys you egg. talk about, right? Those little guys you talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just I'm just kind of seeking Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder level upside. You know, the guys that yeah. for one reason or another are going to go lower drafted or mm-hmm. people aren't going to like because of their heights. As uh, deep as I got is a guy who uh, someone uh, mentioned in that Discord was Isaiah McCoy. Again, did not test well. Like, he's mm. not going to get draft capital. He's coming from uh, the MAC East. But a Patreon said, hey, have you checked him out from Kent State? And I was like, nope. Yeah. So I, I went and looked. And in that situation, low competition and tested very badly. I can I forget what his pro day stats are looking oh, like. Wow. Um, like. I mean, good size. Uh, 200 six, two, pounds. Yes, yeah, 6'2". But um, uh, that comes out to a terrible BMI. I guess that's what I'm remembering. But um, he was actually really productive in the Mac East. Again, yeah. this is not a guy you want to spend uh, really even a third-round pick on. But I think he was pretty interesting. I, th- I think that fellow Discord member of ours pointed something out. Like he had quick uh, stats just to make it sound like I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. He had 32% dominator at age 19, 35% at 20. Hell, he had a 19% dominator at age 18. And that's just wow. three years of being that offense yeah. um, at a really young age. And I kind of... I like the cockiness, like a low conference player declaring after three years. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like, come at Let's me. You know? Most, <laughs> like even Corey Davis played four years because you don't get drafted high from those yeah. kind of conferences. And Isaiah McCoy's right. like, nope, I done it. I'm Doing gonna. It. I kind of like Ready. the. I. I do, maybe there's a nasty reason. I don't actually know much about this guy, but to me, it reads like confidence. It's just like yeah. I have proved everything I can prove down here. So I'm right. going to go see what the NFL thinks. And I, I don't hate that. And like I said, 6'2", <clears throat> 200 pounds. Yeah. You got to love that size and that breakout age. And, you know, I think um, I, I always learn things from my own podcast. Like I said, I, I do this selfishly for myself. You know, so talking to you and Mike, um, you know, really helped me to understand. Like it, it's like a lot of things. It's a tool to help you formulate your pitcher and your valuation on players and you know the one thing that slips through the cracks both for film and analytics are some of these intangibles like you're saying like if him declaring early there's not a metric i mean yes there is you know that fits into the model but declaring early from his from a lower you know, conference from a lower conference you know like that 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 narrative you know that that's not gonna fit in film or analytics you know so it's like trying to find those little uh uh edges that that help you uh, in your player rankings and and some like this, like I'm glad you said him because now you know if he goes undrafted, uh, at least uh, in, in rookie drafts, but's on a team, uh, right. it's definitely worth a, a taxi. It's stash. at least someone to keep your eye on. Maybe he lands on a roster. Hell, maybe right. a round seven pick or undrafted. But yeah. you know, I I you know the, I mentioned only good names, but he could also be Tanner Gentry. He's someone I kept my eye on for a long time. <laughs> Was on and off the Bears practice field. I mean it. These guys don't work out often, but right. they're also free. You know, the risk is relative right. to the cost. Yes. Yeah. So we're not I talking about like Hakeem me. Butler here. You know, that's just totally going to bust and was a big talked about guy because he was, again, so big. And yeah, we knew all those things. We got an insight into that draft because everyone was really, a lot of people seemed really convinced he was good. And then yeah. the NFL was like, nah. <laughs> but I'll take cool. Andy Isabella over. <laughs> basically what right? Yeah. And I liked Andy Isabella, just again, to remind you that I get a lot of stuff wrong. Um, 
Clarem Lohan, I mean, people are mentioning it in yeah. the chat that I haven't talked about Waddle or Terrence Marshall. And I am lower on both of those, but I'm kind of tired of the conversation. Man. And Kadarius Tony as well stand out as players. I noticeably can't find much to like. The best I can say is they didn't play enough for me to really get a good opinion of their stats. They just didn't play enough. Yeah. And the fact they're being drafted so high without playing enough to really get a sense of who they are, for me, mm -hmm. makes them red flags. But uh, a player that might not jump off the board as someone I wouldn't like is Amon St. Amon Ra St. Brown. And I really do love that name, by the way. Like that family has just got a great yeah. way of naming people. <laughs> like they, yeah. they, they should patent it. But um, <laughs> he's currently like wide receiver eight in DLF ADP. And I don't yeah, understand I it. Yeah. I, I'm high on him. Uh, he has an age 18 breakout. Again, it wouldn't. you'd think I'd like him. He broke out at age 18. He is right. pretty productive. It just reads like a disappointing profile to me, and I don't see wide receiver, top 12 wide receiver in it. So that's unusually low for me. <laughs> you really like him, though. Yeah, but um, and, and I've met on this podcast a few times. It's it's definitely a homer ranking for me. Um, he went to the same high school that I did, um, and then played at USC, which is my favorite school um, for college. So it's it's very biased opinion, you know. And 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 I always tell people it's okay to have biased opinions as long as you tell people their biased opinions so that they can take <laughs> it with a grain of salt. Because yeah, uh, right. you, know, you know, for me, he's he's wide receiver eight for me. Um, overall wide receiver nine uh, undroppables consensus rankings. Um, so we're all kind of a little bit higher on him. I think um, seeing a, lo a lot, a decent amount of us are West Coast guys. So we saw a lot of those USC games and he has a, a knack for, for get, getting up to get the ball. Um, but I think, you know, and, and we've talked about again in this pod, uh, once you get past like that top five, then it starts to become a little bit like, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of holes or every guy that has, um, has something good about him has enough you know there's a hole in his game as well too so um I, I think once you get into that like second half of the top 10 then it gets a little dicey on you know who's really going to be the better prospect because there's a lot of things can go either way with with a lot of these guys um they're, they're good it's just i don't know i don't feel super confident on you know after that top tier and again, you just know the bet you're making and all of, like again he was really good in college for where he was playing i'm not yeah. It just it feels more DJ Chark than DK Metcalf. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. that's a way of saying it. Yeah. Like he could be good and even yeah. like be I'm sure he could be a great NFL player, but maybe less what we're seeking most of the time. Um, but I, I would love to be wrong because I, I love those under the radar age 18 breakout age players. It's just right now he's wide receiver eight, so it doesn't feel like yeah, it seems disproportionate to the bet. But in your you might find him lower than that. It just really stuck out to me when I was looking at DLF ADP. Nice. Um, any other, um, any other position, uh, or, you know, prospect uh, quarterback or, or running back that um, you're higher on than others. We're, we're, this is like probably the last show we're going to do before we do our on draft a thon on draft day uh, going on all weekend. And then I'm going to do one more post draft show. So this is actually the last time um, I'm going to talk about rookies uh, on this show um up until the draft so uh, before we log off uh or can you yeah is there is there a quarterback and a running back that you're higher on um in, in this draft class quarterbacks not i don't do a lot of quarterback evaluation they they seem like a mystery to me and like what makes a good quarterback no idea 
Like, I don't know. Have you seen Philip Rivers throw? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I was asked this, uh, 4 for 4 did like an interview uh, thing once. And so they asked about quarterback. And I found Kellen Mond. Like, I again, I'm not a quarterback guy, but he just, he's coming out at an older age, but he was pretty yeah. efficient. Didn't do much young, but he's got experience, which is all, also can be good. Um, and has some level of rushing history in college. Um, and that where you're going to get him in even super flex drafts, yeah, again, true. the cost kind of meets the, the reward. Value. Yeah. Um, outside of that, this quarterback tech class is talked to death. <laughs> so I don't yeah. think there's anyone I, I can uncover. I don't know who the next D- Dak Prescott is, but I'm excited to find out. Um, running back. Uh, yeah, there are a few names in this class that are sparking for me. I'm trying to go deeper than usual though because you you guys are your audience is going to be pretty up on this class you know what you're talking about you've been talking about him forever i guess one that maybe like have you talked about spencer brown a lot not much at all no he like if you want four receiving yards he's gonna give you one rushing yard that's his thing (laughs) he is a runner like um jarrett patterson who's been talked about a little bit more like he he just basically ran the ball they don't catch the ball but he was really good at running the ball at a lower conference level and I, i he stood out to me a little bit he was playing in the curse of west and where running backs can be drafted late and end up on a team where someone gets injured that kind of he was good in his situation in college could mm-hmm. lead to opportunity in the NFL. And Frank, the NFL loves running backs. Like, oh, yeah. You can rush, get in here. And um, in there. <laughs> it's not like I can catch a ball. You know, you throw me a ball, I'll catch it once out of 10 times. So I believe professional athletes can probably <laughs> catch balls if they need to. Yeah. The real problem is whether the NFL will try to get them to do that or even teach them the stuff they weren't doing in college. And so it's not like they couldn't get some receptions and have a decent receiving floor. I mean, Melvin Gordon taught us that, but um, he's probably just, uh, he's probably just a rusher, but I think he was pretty good and he's pretty deep and I don't hear about him a lot. No. And uh, yeah. Nice. Love that. (laughs) Love that, Peter. Um, And then, so for last, last bit for tonight, uh, before I let you go, uh, we have a tradition here at the two on one fantasy sports to leave, some free nuggets for our listeners and that's oh, wow. just any words of wisdom or advice that you have uh, could be for rookie drafts or just fancy football in general or anything really. All right. Um, I have no wisdom just to be real clear <laughs> and like none, but no, I was thinking the other day, like um, about just Twitter or interacting in this community in general. Like if you want to get involved, come in the water's fine <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. how you join like i get asked how do you yeah. get to where you are well i started posting on twitter <clears throat> now i'm still posting on twitter and that's when you ask me this question like it's just <laughs> just get involved yeah um but i do see i don't know i was trying to I, like i'm i'm not this i'm not trying to be negative about anyone but or anything at all but like i think if if people like following me, it's probably for the free data, but it's also because I try to say <laughs> things that are going to be true now and later. Like, I don't know, like you were saying, like you tell them there's a Homer pick here. There's some grain of salt you should throw on this. Like, yeah. so I try to provide what's definitely true. This num, this is a number. Here's what I think of it and try to provide right. a separation. Like I can say what I say about players now is true now. And it will be true after the draft. My opinions, I freely admit, are trash. I'm, I'm sorry, I get it, <laughs> but I'll offer you those too if you want. So yeah. try to stick to some sort of core like that. Like you, 
try to be honest. Don't try to have good takes or or pick out the next James Robinson. It's just you can try to do that, but try to offer honesty and then takes. Maybe that's the way of saying it. Yeah. Free nuggets. As for rookie drafts, like the more I go into playing fantasy football, I think the real answer is here that rookie drafts are where you can just quote unquote get your guy. Like I want players I like to fall to me. Don't get me wrong. I love drafting yeah. Denzel Mins and JJ Sega Whiteside and KJ Hamler and Andy Isabella late out <laughs> of value. Yeah. But the real answer is probably for 2021, if you want a wide receiver, trade up to get Chase. Like I love Bateman too. He's in the same tier for me. If Bateman mm-hmm. to guy go get him. So I think Unlike with startup drafts, we tend to think trade back, gain value in Dynasty. In rookie drafts, I think we should be free to just trade up. Like it's almost the opposite. Like go get Saquon Barkley. That's the play there. Don't hope you get Nick Chubb later. Go get Saquon Barkley. Free nuggets. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not often in Dynasty we don't have to worry about value, and we still have to worry about value in rookie drafts, but I think we're a little more free. There's such a low hit rate. Some positions take so long to really pay off that I think we should be a little more willing more willing to just, yeah, like you say, just go get Jamal Chase to, yeah. if you want a wide receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like last year, go get Jam- Justin Jefferson or Jalen Rager because it could not work out. And I had him <laughs> in the same tier, okay? CD Lamb, Jalen Rager, and Justin Jefferson, they're all, I love them all just as much. And yeah. so I had like a two out of three shot. And I guarantee I probably would have hit the wrong one. But I, I think it's the right attitude for rookie dress. Um, I, I, yeah, I have no wisdom. If you have, yeah, a, you do. Totally. <laughs> <wisdom. laughs> that's, that's the best I can come up with. Um, <laughs> trade up to get your guy in rookie dress and just try to be honest yeah because and it's not about other people are not honest it's just i have i feel no i don't know how to say this but like i don't think i have any i have no fear like someone can tell me i'm wrong i'm like yep definitely i'm wrong and i'm not afraid of that because i also know what i said was true yeah and instead of trying to get the rankings right or find the sleeper just offer your opinion and the information you use to form it and I think that's what we all like. Like you were right. saying, that's what you want to do. That's what Mike wants to do. Outside yep. of that, it's entertainment. And like, right. I, I don't know how to be entertaining. So I can't tell you that. <laughs> but I no, do, I think we... you probably get it a lot. Like, how do I get involved? Or how do I do this? It's it's real simple. Just it's one, in. just start. Water's yeah. fine. Yeah. At me, I'll happily talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Or at you, you're, you're, you're very good at communicating and really fun to talk to. And um, the other thing is try to find like some sort of core. And for me, it's just, I, I don't know if that helps anyone else, but I think just try and say what's true and then offer an opinion on it and make sure everyone knows your opinion sucks. Like that's the core. <laughs> 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 it can be wrong a lot. Here's a history of how much I've sucked, but I've, <laughs> I'm having my fun. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it's about for sure. Yeah. They, uh, the great, great free nuggets. Um, Cause yeah, it, it's you know, for, and you're right. People have asked how you get in there. It's it's jump in there, jump in with two feet and sink or Twitter swim. Twitter is free. That's the most right. amazing thing in the app. world. And there's some amazing stuff and there's some terrible stuff. And oh, this, you yeah. just gravitate towards the good stuff. And you know, Peter's one of those guys. Same with uh, Mike Lou. Make sure you're following both of them on Twitter at Pa Howdy. With the tip of the hat, 
his signature gif yes, and uh mic me up with two p's i definitely messed that one up on the on the intro but <laughs> you know thank you both uh mike out there peter still here with me today thank you both for joining me on the two-on-one the fantasy sports podcast presented by the undroppables and make sure you like and subscribe below and go wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to both Peter Howard and Mike Lou's YouTube channels and type in the undroppables in the search bar and subscribe to all four of the great podcasts in the undroppables network of podcasts. Leave a rating and a review while you're at it. And until next time, Peter, appreciate it. And thank you for stopping by the two on one. Anytime, man. Thank you. If you do this for me, you will be a made man. Are you working? Yeah, what kind of work do you do? My team is a rush. He looks flawless. The synopsis is we going to the top. And really, there is no other option. Opposition start tripping. I laugh. They even try to top this. Embarrassed competition like women caught in public topless. Toxic flows are locking low. Blow minds explode. No crimes patrol. Just fighting codes. Get broken by those that's supposed to be your bros. Blood is mud because loyalty is gold. Rolling OGs get blown. Garden grow bringing the heat like the streets is stone. Resurrecting real tracks just to kill this beat that's old. Unleashing beast Smoke, saying season royalties get so Bringing so much hot fire that I breathe out smoke Believe in achieving, succeeding over demons Trying to test me, give me a reason to take away air you breathe in Punch like punching your teeth in Confident, never conceded I clock in that race of cheaters Dashing and dodging policemen Leaking ether out the speakers like a faucet And taking flights to the cosmics I'm breaking up all this bread So I'm well fed in all my pockets Instead of killing your conscience We spreading important words like messages from ancient prophets Stop it, hold up and get a tighter grip of this Still spitting lyrics sicker than sip no physicists can stop the sickness from destroying phonies into increments I'm on a higher stage, lighting up like a fireplace Headed for the moon, it feels like my entire mind's erased Pushing heavy place, weakling still on that minor weight Sniper rifle flowing, murky chumps from many miles away Yeah